Well, like I mentioned earlier, we are in week two of our series, Gains, where we are trying to give you guys practical ways in which you can grow your muscle and grow deeper in your relationship with God and grow endurance as you walk along this journey with him. And so last week, we talked about the fact that um, intentions, good intentions, just aren't good enough, you know? If you say you're gonna do something for God, go do them, all right? We took a cue from scripture. We read that story of how the foolish man built his house upon the sand, and the second that rain came, it was washed away. But the wise man built his house on the rock, and it stood strong and firm. So we gotta do the same thing. We've got to set our feet on solid ground and build our house on solid rock. And so this week, we're going to continue on, guys. We're going to continue on ways to get bigger and better and be champs and live the fullest life possible in our relationships with Christ. And now, guys, I believe that we can probably all admit to the fact that we kind of wish we were farther along than we are now, right? Like we get a little impatient about the future. I know I do. There's things coming that I can't wait for. So where I am right now makes me a little impatient. So what I mean by that is a lot of you might be having thoughts of like, I am just counting down the days until fill in the blank. That could be till middle school is over. I don't need you to actually out loud fill in the blank, guys. It's all right. It's all right. I got this. Let me give you some examples. Finishing middle school might be one, or it might be till you get your driver's license, or until your 16th birthday, 18th birthday, 21st birthday, whatever it may be. Or maybe there's some of you who are like, maybe if I could just grow like a couple more inches, I could reach the top of the shelf in the kitchen. Well, let me tell you, don't get your hopes up for that. I'm 22, I'm not growing anymore, and all five two of me still can't reach the top of the kitchen cabinet, but it's fine, I'm proud of it, it's whatever. But sometimes, guys, sometimes we want so badly to be somewhere else that we feel stuck. We want to be ahead where we are. We just want to make it already, right? How many of you would say that at some point in your life, or maybe even now, like you just want to be the best at something? We've probably all had that desire, right? We just want to be the best, whether that's in sports or in school or in art, whatever it is, there's that desire to want to be the best. So now... I have another question for you, and I'm going to let you answer it out loud, but I want you to respect me when I say stop, stop, okay? Who do you think is the best basketball player ever? I'm hearing a couple. It's not hearing anything. I have no clue what y'all are saying. All right, well, I have my take. I'm going to tell you my take. All right. Thank you for your answers. Now let me give my answer. So there's a debate out there. I know. I know there's a debate, but even if you don't know basketball, everyone knows this name. The real best basketball player of all time, I don't need a response, I don't need a response, is Michael Jordan. It's Michael Jordan. No debate, no debate. Some say LeBron, and now I'll give it to you. I'm a LeBron fan, all right? I am a huge Cleveland Cavaliers fan, Believeland all the way. I knew that was gonna happen. It's fine. All right, all right, I get it. I'm not taking it personally, it's fine. But guys, look at this. MJ has six championship rings. LeBron has three. And numbers don't lie, all right? Numbers don't lie. We're not debating this actually right now. You guys can tell me your opinions later. But MJ is the best, plain and simple. Numbers don't lie. And guys, Michael Jordan was an incredible player, but he would not have been able to reach the heights that he did without some pretty awesome teammates, 
All right, and so I'm a huge sports fan. I grew up on sports. I played sports, watched them with my dad. And if you're a sports fan like me, you appreciate a good championship story. We all do. It's so fun to talk about. Well, guys, this is the 1995 Chicago Bulls team. The year they won. All right. Yep, get excited. This is them in all their 90s glory. All right, no more comments. No more comments. I'll wait on you guys. I know. So that's them, the year they won the championship. But somewhere in this picture is the guy who made the buzzer be the, one, the goal, goal, sorry, that's soccer, basketball, the guy who made the winning shot that made Michael Jordan break the record for most championships ever for a single player. There is a guy in this picture who did that. You can look up there, you might be able to guess. It might be that one, might be that one, yeah. Anyways, this is him right here. Steve Kerr, you might recognize him now as this guy, this guy. He's now the coach. Well, that's what he looked like back in the day. Now he's the coach of the Golden State Warriors, right? One of the best teams in the NBA, blah, 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 whatever. Cavs all the way, that's all I'm saying. Well, back in the day, he did look like this. Can we go back to his throwback picture? Which, this guy, what? Like, he does not look like your normal NBA superstar. He's kind of scrawny, right? Look at his arms. They're like maybe a little bit bigger than mine. But he's the guy. He is the guy that made the game-winning shot that made Michael Jordan so great and gave him his six championships that makes him a record holder. Without him, without his teammates, Michael Jordan wouldn't have been nearly as impressive. Guys, we need that. We need teammates in life to get through on top. We need those team gains, right, to be winners in life. And now I can tell you guys in my life, I've had a lot of people that have been on my team that have pushed me in my spiritual gains to grow deeper in my relationship with Christ. And Steve Kerr was kind of an unexpected guy, and I can vouch for that, that I've had people come into my life in really unexpected ways and really unexpected times, but in the times where I needed them most. I had a group of friends in high school that I honestly never would have thought I'd be friends with them. Like, yeah, we, we grew up going to the same church, but we were all in different grades and one even went to a different school. But one summer, the summer after my freshman year, we all landed at camp together and in the same cabin. And guys, we spent every night of camp laughing together because who doesn't stay up late at camp? Laughing, but also talking about what God was doing in each of our lives. We talked about what he's doing, what we were praying that he would do, what we were excited about, what we were learning, all of those things. And guys, those girls are still some of my best friends to this day, eight years later. Eight years later, and they're some of my best friends. They challenge me, and over these last eight years, I've gone through things. I've gone through times where I've had some painful things come up, I've had doubts, I've questioned, I've wanted to walk away from my faith, but every single time I've gone through those things, they have pushed me, they've challenged me, they've reminded me of the things that God's done in my life, they've reminded me of who God is and what he still wants to do in my life. They grounded me. They kept me strong and firm in my faith. And also in high school, I had a small group leader 
who did the same thing, and she would also sit with me. She was in college. She had plenty of things she could be doing, but every week for hours, she would just sit with me and talk about the Bible. We'd read scripture together. She'd quote scripture to me. She'd ask me questions about what I was doing, keeping me accountable in my scripture reading, and letting me ask her questions, anything I could think of. She let me ask her questions and we would talk for hours just about the depth of God's love, of his kindness, of his faithfulness. And through those conversations, I think I became really grounded in that truth, in the truth of who God is and in my foundation on God's word. And one more story going back a few more years into when I was your guys' age, when I was in middle school. I got really, really sick. I was hospitalized for a few weeks. And while I was in the hospital, a guy came more than anyone else, and he was our youth pastor, and he was the youth pastor that our church had just hired. I didn't know him. He didn't know me. He was actually technically the high school pastor, but he came to visit me, a middle schooler, didn't know me, but wanted to be intentional, wanted to invest in me. And because of his investment in me while I was in the hospital, I started going to youth group. I wasn't really super into it before that, but because he came and sought after me, I started going to youth group. And when I went, he gave me platforms to tell my story. He gave me leadership roles in youth group and he encouraged me and empowered me. He saw my potential and he was the guy that prayed for me when I felt like the Lord was calling me into ministry. And now I'm here doing ministry to the same age that I was when he sought after me when he saw a relationship with me and invested in me. And so guys, let me just go on. Let me just go on, all right? When I look at these relationships in my life, I see how the Lord has so beautifully and intricately made those relationships happen. He meant for our paths to cross. He meant for that to happen and he wants to do that with you too. And with those people, guys, knowing those people and having the Lord work that out in the way that he did, those people helped shape my view of God, of the world, and of my faith. And honestly, God, guys, many times, they saved my faith in a lot of ways. And when you guys maybe hear someone talk um, about their journey with God, they always bring up a relationship. And that relationship's not just with God, but maybe with a specific person Maybe a conversation that you've had or um, maybe a time where you just watch someone live differently and you're like, oh, like what's different about that person? Like I want to live life like that. Or maybe it's been an invitation. Maybe you've had someone invite you to church on Sunday or to FCA during the week or to, into a small group or connection group. Or maybe the reason you're here tonight, whether it's your first time here or your 10th time here or your 100th time here, you're here at M12 because someone invited you. And it, because of that invite, because of that simple invitation, something changed and you experienced how your faith can be affected by people. And that's my point right now. God uses human relationships, he does. He uses the people around you to impact our faith, or in my case, save my faith in multiple times and deepen our faith. So the question's how? How do you get those kind of people in your life? How do you use this idea of using positive relations to give you those spiritual gains? How do you view your relationships through a lens of where people are taking you and how they're influencing you? And guys, all of these questions are really important. The question of how is so important and they tell us something about the power of people. What we know 
is that just like the right people can lead you in the right direction, the wrong people can lead you in the wrong direction. Relationships are that powerful. The people you surround yourself with will influence you and they can take you in the right direction or the wrong direction. And so the wanting to know the right way to do it, wanting to be smart about it is something that I'm hoping we're all wanting right now. In order to do that, in order to answer the question how we've got to go to the best how there is, the instruction that God has given us, his living, breathing word, he gives us that how. And so we're going to go after two verses in scripture that reiterate what I'm talking about. The fact that relationships are powerful and God uses them to impact and grow our faith. So the first one, Proverbs 13, 20. He who walks with the wise will grow wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. He who walks with the wise grows wise, but a companion of fools suffers harm. Wherever you are on your faith journey, wherever you are, the people that you choose to spend your time with will affect your life. They will. And I'm spending a lot of time talking about the positive impact that relationships have, and they do if you choose the positive way. But like this verse says, the second half of this verse says, they can also take you in the wrong direction. A companion of fools suffers harm. How many times have you guys found yourself in circumstances that you would not have put yourself in? The only reason that you're in them is because your friends are doing them. I don't need an out loud answer. I want you to hear me. You've probably been in situations where maybe you've disrespected a teacher and you never would have before. Again, I don't need out loud answers. I don't need out loud responses. I just want you to listen to me and take it in. You maybe haven't done this, but if you have, or you've disrespected a moment because the friends around you are, they're giggling, they're laughing, they're teasing people, they're making fun of people. You've found yourself in those circumstances because the people around you are doing that. Those who are led by fools will be foolish. That's just what's in scripture. And so here's the thing. We've also seen that in celebrities, right? I mean, you see those celebrities that kind of come out. They seem to have a good head on their shoulders, and then they kind of go off the deep end. Honestly, I love Disney, but Disney Channel kind of breeds these people where they start out, and they seem innocent and great and are doing awesome things, and they kind of get really stressed out with the pressure of being famous and kind of go off the deep end a little bit, right? And we see those, again, y'all, I don't need the out loud answers. I know you guys know who I'm talking about. Think about it in your head. I don't need you to talk it out loud. But we see them in documentaries where these people will own up to it. They'll own up to the fact that they began to surround themselves with the wrong people, foolish people, and they stopped thinking for themselves. And they started making dumb choices and costly mistakes. In scripture, the apostle Paul actually talks about this same idea when he's writing to the people at a church in Corinth. It's a place um, over in Greece. And it was a church full of people who had decided to follow Jesus, but they were having a really hard time letting go of the things that they had done before and the things that the people around them were still doing. They were good people that were messed up by the evil that was around them. Sound familiar? Hypothetical, don't need an out loud answer. So this is what Paul wrote to them 
in his letter in 1 Corinthians 15, 33, do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Man, that is a simple truth, but wow, that's so powerful. Please just silently take that in. Bad company corrupts good character. Simple but powerful. Write it down. Write that down. 1 Corinthians 15, 33, bad company corrupts good character. The wrong kind of influences in your guys' life will have a negative impact on your behaviors and your outcomes. It'll set you on a path that you do not want to be on. And just as he or she who walks with the wise will be wise, he or, she, he or she who walks with fools will be foolish. I'm sure you guys have been in a circumstance like this, maybe with a friend who started hanging out with a certain girl or guy who everyone knows is bad news. They don't make good choices. Maybe they're literally trying to convince your friend to do things that you both know are not good, are not good things, but your friend's clueless. They just don't know. They're kind of sucked into the relationship, right? And what happened to your friend in that relationship? I'm willing to bet that it changed them, and it changed them in not a good way. And how do I know that? Because this principle, guys, is so true. Walk with the wise, and you will grow wise. But bad company corrupts good morals or good character, so yeah, we've been talking about the wrong side of things for a while, but let's go back to the flip side and talk about the positive side, the positive impact that people can and do have. Because we know that relationships are powerful and God uses relationships to grow us in our faith, to give us those spiritual gains. God uses those people. But you don't have to be a full like, Christian to understand that. The principle is just simply true. If you hang out with the right kind of people, you'll be pushed in the right direction. If you hang out with the wrong people that maybe push those bad decisions, you'll head off in a bad direction. So relationships can go either way. They can be a weight that drags you down or they can be the air that fills you up like a balloon and maybe takes you to new heights that you didn't even know you could go to. So in other words, people can either weight you or inflate you. And that's the bottom line. So go ahead and fill the blanks in on your bulletin. People can either weight you or inflate you. Guys, we've got to learn to navigate these relationships and how God wants to use those to help us and deepen our faith. But we also have to learn to navigate those relationships that maybe need to end or spend less time with because they're taking you in a direction that you don't want to go. We've got to learn to navigate those relationships, and we can do that with the help of the Lord. Guys, because people will always be a part of our lives. There will always be people around us, and if we want real growth, we have to be intentional about placing ourselves in environments where these faith-building relationships are more likely to happen. Left to just our own environments, maybe like school or whatever, we will find ourselves in circumstances and relationships with people that have no interest in that, have no interest in real growth. The friends that will just say to you, oh, girl, like you do whatever you want or do just, do just what makes you feel good. You know, they have no interest in actually growing you. They just kind of let you sit stagnant. 
Guys, let me just say this. Real, true friends will tell you the hard truth because they are more worried about your long-term gains than your short-term happiness. We've talked about that even in our last series. This idea that your real friends are going to tell you the hard truth and those are the people that you wanna stick around because they're gonna challenge you. They're gonna help you grow in your relationship. They're not gonna let you sit still and just stay comfortable. They're gonna challenge you. So when people tell you the hard truth that maybe hurt you in an instant, know it's because they care about you. Know that it's because they care about you. And guys, here's the deal. We have a choice. We have a choice in all of this of how we're gonna choose these relationships. We can choose to stay in these relationships that really aren't challenging us at all. Or we can choose to invest in the people that are around us. Because like what happened with me, God strategically places people in your path, but he's so gracious and so good that he does give us the choice. So he'll put those people in your life, but he, you can choose to just say no but you can also choose to say yes. And I kind of want to challenge that like with the groups that you're in, whether you're in a small group or a connection group, those are people that are right in front of you. That's a community right in front of you that I want to challenge you to be intentional with. Don't take advantage of that time that you have in your small group, in your connection group. Invest in that community. Be intentional. Participate in those relationships challenge each other, step out maybe in a way that you haven't before, maybe in a way that makes you uncomfortable, but that's okay. Being uncomfortable is not a bad thing, I promise. Push the boundaries of your comfort zone, and maybe if you realize you need to be in a relationship like this, you need a relationship in your life that's gonna push you and help you make those spiritual gains, then maybe you need to just walk up to someone and say something like this, God, I can't create these relationships on my own, but I trust that if I put myself in the pathway for it to happen, you will bring it. Because you will. He's putting it in your path. You just have to choose it. And if you really believe that God will make the way and we just have to respond, we just have to make the choice, then you know what you have to do. You have to find people that push you. I've said it over and over. You have to find people that are going to push you. Find those people who want you to win and who want to make spiritual gains just as much as you do, if not more. And trust me, guys, you need this. We're created for community, and you might not be in a place like this right now, but you might come to a point in your life where it gets really hard. Things can get really painful You maybe have to make a big decision and you'll wanna know you have someone on your team who's gonna push you and help you reach heights that you didn't think you could. You're gonna wanna know that someone's there to walk through it with you and help you through it. You might be there now or you will get there at some point. There's also another half to this equation that I wanna address really quick. Maybe you're looking for a relationship that you know will push you, but guys, maybe you need to be that for someone else. Maybe you need to pray and ask God if you're ready to be the key faith builder for someone else in their life, that you need to maybe seek someone else out that you can walk alongside, that you can sit with for hours and read scripture together and keep them accountable to read scripture 
Maybe you need to be that for someone else. So do you need to put yourself in a relationship that will help you grow your faith? Or do you need to help someone else grow in his or her faith? Maybe you just need to be more intentional and invest in the groups that you've been given to make the most of that time. And maybe you need to hang out with those people outside of M12, outside of Wednesday night. Sidebar, I just wanna kinda ask this question. No talking, just simply silently raise your hand. How many of you guys after long day at school, lots of homework, would really love to just lay in bed all evening alone on your phones? Again, silently raise your hand, I don't need you talking. Don't need you talking. That's practically everyone in this room, and I'll own up to it too. I have long days at work. I just wanna be able to go home and just mindlessly scroll through Instagram. But here's the thing, guys. We're some of the first generations to have smartphones, and we're also a generation where younger and younger we're starting to deal with things like loneliness. And we're choosing to be at home in the evening on our phones scrolling through social media and comparing our lives to other people's lives and not feeling content when all we simply have to do is use that same smartphone, send a text, and go hang out with someone and be in relationship with people. Cell phones are a great form of communication. It's connected us in ways that we never have before, but rather than using it to sit by yourself, Use it to go spend time with people and build relationships because like I've said, relationships are so powerful and they can change your life, guys. And I know there's a lot of you that maybe even are thinking, well, no one wants to hang out with me. That makes me really uncomfortable to go out of my way. People wanna hang out with you. They do. I can promise you that. And guys, a great place to start in this room is your leaders. Guys, they are here because they want to invest in you. They could be doing anything else on a Wednesday night, and they are here to invest in you. They see your potential. They see your worth. They want to invest in you, to challenge you, to push you in your relationships. Put yourself out there in a new way and seek this out, guys, even if it makes you uncomfortable, because I can promise you that it'll be worth it. It's worth it to have people on your team that'll help you excel in life and get to that full life that you want with Christ, who will keep you accountable. And so like I said, some of us need to put ourselves out there in new ways. You need to get more intentional with the group you're in. Maybe you gotta have a conversation. Maybe you need to send a quick text or a phone call. Maybe you need to make yourself available to someone else. We need to recognize that God wants to bring faith-building relationships into our lives and to partner with him in making those relationships into something that helps us grow and pushes us in our faith. So I've got to ask you with no voices, just think about this. Who are those people for you? Who are those people that you want to maybe reach out to who are going to challenge you? Or who are those people that you want to invest in? that you wanna intentionally go after, that you wanna see their potential, pray with them, challenge them, walk through life with them.